Are you dreading Christmas vacation when your kids are home from school because you know they're just going to start complaining about being bored? Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast, where we beat overwhelm and replace perfectionism with baby steps as we learn to manage family life well. I'm so glad you've joined me today. It happens so, so often. We've been doing school for weeks on end and we are tired. We all, mother and children, are desperately looking forward to the upcoming break, whether that's a mid-year break, holiday break, Christmas vacation, summer vacation, the first day of no school is glorious. But then it starts. Mom, I'm bored. Teaching our children how to manage their time and manage their expectations is an important part of our role as parents. And the feeling of boredom can be a great opportunity, but it can also get tiresome. It can be frustrating because they had schoolwork that they complained about, saying they had no time. But then when they have time, they complain that they're bored. How do we handle boredom on school breaks during vacation? I've got three ideas for you today. So grab a basket of laundry and let's dig in. There are three possible scenarios when our kids say that they're bored and how we handle them differs. After all, we are not cruise directors whose job it is to keep everyone always entertained. Instead, our job is to disciple, train, and direct our children so that they become self-motivated, self-directed young adults with initiative. Self-direction and initiative is often born out of time spent being bored. So let's learn how to help our children steward their school breaks, even when or especially when they feel bored. First, we have to ask why our kids are bored on school vacations. Although the idea of a break is always appealing, the reality is sometimes different from the dream. Our imagination can hold on to vague ideas of activity and delight that then never actually happen in real life. Not because we as parents are being intentionally dull, but because the idea was always abstract and never a real concrete plan. Then the break can quickly become disappointing because it's not meeting those inspirational expectations. It turns out that it requires work and effort to make things happen, even fun things. 
but our imaginations can quickly spin a story that fun will just simply happen without any effort. That's what vacations are for, right? A desire for fun and a desire for effortlessness are at odds with one another. The two usually do not coexist. And it's not always bad to be disappointed. If we go into life, or even just a summer break, with false or unrealistic expectations, then we need to learn how to handle the dream colliding with the reality. We need to learn to recognize the problem is in us and our imagination, not with our real life. This goes for both us as mothers and for our children. So first, let your kids be bored. In an instant gratification society, boredom feels bad. And our default assumption is that boredom is wrong. It must be eliminated. So we have instant entertaining distractions that we turn on at the slightest hint of boredom. This is not just a problem for kids. It's a problem for all of us. However, creativity only happens when there is time. The transition from busy time to free time often includes a doorway of boredom, but it's just a transition phase. Unless we're willing to pass through it, we never actually get to the free time where we can relax or be creative. Instead, we keep ourselves busy and then we feel fatigued and frenetic because that busy is often simply distraction. Boredom isn't a problem to solve. It's a transition state between busy and free. We have to accept it and view it as the opportunity that it is and a temporary feeling that we can handle in order to get the time and energy to be creative. If we as parents do not just instantly step in and eliminate our children's boredom for them, either through entertainment or with packed out schedules, then we give them the chance to problem solve for themselves. You can't learn problem solving without a few problems. If our children see boredom as a problem, then let them work out ways to address it. They will be prompted to get creative. The practice of solving their own problems in a creative way will help them to grow in maturity and initiative that would never develop if they are never left unoccupied and unscheduled. Moving from very little free time to a lot of free time will necessarily cause feelings of discomfort. We call this discomfort boredom. But it's a temporary transition that leads us into creative action. So the second thing that we need to do is to give our children meaningful work. When I was growing up as the oldest of seven children, we all knew from experience to never tell mom that we were bored. As soon as we did, she'd give us some mandatory chore we had to do. There was no reason or excuse to feel 
bored. There was always plenty to do. She'd make sure that we recognized that, and we saw that our feelings were not actually always valid, and we learned to not let them rule our tongues or our choices. Being bored might feel inevitable at the time and terrible, but it's actually a choice that we can stew in just sitting in our boredom, or we can choose to jump out of it. Even doing a chore, even if it's not what you want to do, can be the thing that will snap anyone out of a mopey slump. If the work is meaningful work, it can be particularly powerful. When we do something that makes a visible difference or obviously fills a need, we become contributors. Our feelings of boredom are, at the root, self-centered. But doing meaningful work that contributes to the household pulls us outside of ourselves through productive action. So make sure that chore that you give them when they say that they are bored is not just a threat to make them stop complaining, but actually make them do it because it is doing something, thinking of something else, getting moving. That is the antidote to feeling bored. And as with all parental dilemmas, as we deal with our children, we see ourselves and our own need for growth our own areas where we need to repent. Parents also need parenting. We just have to get most of it via self-direction. And that in turn will shape the way that we parent our children because we need to be helping them develop the skill of self-direction as well. Self-direction is most often learned in situations that started with boredom. Feeling bored should be a prompt to action, not a prompt to complain or to find mindless, effortless entertainment. The less we tolerate complaining and the more we restrict effortless entertainment, the more our children will need to learn the executive functioning skills that they need to be productive adults. If they need a little help down that path with an assigned chore, so much the better. We want them and ourselves to learn that feeling bored is a cue to find something useful to do. It's the best cure. We think that we want entertainment when we feel bored, but what we really crave is meaningful action. Then there's a third thing that we should do as moms when our kids say they're bored on school breaks. We need to watch what they are choosing to do with their time. Extended breaks are actually a great parenting opportunity. When kids are left to themselves, what do they do? Leaving our kids to themselves should not mean not us as parents not knowing what they're doing at all, just letting them go off where we are not aware. But it means 
letting them self-direct and not micromanaging or interfering, just letting them do their thing. But we are keeping a watchful, quiet eye on exactly what it is they are choosing for themselves. It's kind of like taking their temperature when they don't have any Tylenol in their system. You check and see what it actually is without interference. The education that we are giving our children is about much more than giving them knowledge. It's about shaping their tastes, their desires, and their interests. We want our children to be interested in all manner of potential interesting avenues. We want our children to become lifelong learners. A break is a time to see how that's actually going. We don't expect them to do school on their own, but we do look to see if any interests are rubbing off. Maybe they choose to practice some art skills on their own. Maybe they build Lego creations inspired by their history studies. Perhaps they talk nonstop about a particular natural phenomenon and are on the lookout for it everywhere. These are all good signs that their education is rubbing off and making them interested, interesting people. When there is nothing else to do and screens are not an option, do they pick up a book or a pen or climb a tree or dig a hole? Or do they have no idea how to occupy themselves without a friend or a screen? When left to themselves, also, what kinds of books do they pick up voluntarily? These are diagnostic questions that we should be on the lookout for. So we can parent them with greater insight and wisdom. A child who seems to have no hobbies and no clue how to occupy himself might need some gentle guidance or even some enforced hobby attempts to prompt interest and initiative. Sometimes our children are unaware of the possibilities and they need a little push to get the creative juices flowing, to get the momentum begun or the potential noticed. Time to be bored can be a great opportunity for parents to gain important insights into each child's perspective, ability, and interests. If you are not at all bored, but rather busy, don't overlook this important time. A watching and noticing on mom's part is vital to effective discipleship. But one thing above all, don't let their bored grumpiness make you grumpy. One of the main reasons that we as mothers answer our children's complaints about being bored is that we get bored of hearing their complaint. The children whine and fuss and complain, and so we're tempted to take the quickest road to eliminate the negativity because we ourselves are also internally whining, fussing, and complaining about our kids. As parents, we have to be the one in charge of the tone of the conversation and the atmosphere of the home. A grumpy child does not need to make the whole house gloomy, but a grumpy mother will definitely have that effect. 
the old reliable metaphor of a thermostat versus a thermometer applies. If we want our children to learn that they don't have to be controlled by how they feel, but rather can control how they feel by how they act and respond, then we have to take that advice ourselves and show them the way that it's done. An impulse to feel a certain way does not need to become an inevitable response. We can respond to an impulse with self-control. We'll have a better chance of helping our children learn responsibility and maturity through their boredom if we first take responsibility, behave maturely, and stay upbeat and cheerful no matter how negative the children are being because boredom can be healthy. As parents, we need to see our children's boredom as potential rather than problem. It's an opportunity that can be used well or badly. We can respond to feeling bored by engaging our minds to think or our bodies to act. Instead of mulling in and exaggerating the feeling of being bored, We can direct that energy toward creativity and service and imagination. The temptation of being bored is to look for passive entertainment. Although passive entertainment is not hard to find these days, it fragments our thinking, makes us distracted, and prevents us from being motivated, productive, and happy. So feeling bored can be harnessed to help us move into something deeper and more meaningful than mere entertainment or frantic busyness. Perhaps we can teach ourselves and our children the mantra, only boring people stay bored. Maybe it's not your kids who are scattered and directionless, especially during school breaks, maybe it's you. Do you feel so overwhelmed with your to-do list that you choose to zone out on your phone and not do a single thing? Distraction is a hard habit to break, but we can do it by choosing obedience over laziness, one baby step at a time. Join me for a home management boot camp in 2023 with Simplified Organization Community Coaching. During this program, we'll work through all areas of home management so that we can organize our attitude, streamline our homemaking, and work our plans all to the glory of God. We do this work not so that our homes are always immaculate, but so that we are faithful in the responsibilities that God has given us. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is included in Simply Convivial Continuing Education. So go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to learn more and to enroll. You can also click on the link in that description. Join Simplified Organization Community Coaching and let me help you organize your attitude and make personalized plans so that you are no longer overwhelmed 
or frustrated with your life.